Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Uptempo Podcast. And today I'm bringing on a special guest by the name of Brian Christofferson. He is a senior writer for Huskers247.com, and he is coming on to break down everything Nebraska football related. Uh, He does a solid job in this episode, and we uh, talk a little bit about the new OC hire from uh, Mark Whipple coming over from Pittsburgh and working with Kenny Pickett, getting him as a um, Heisman uh, contender, and then he's going to talk a little bit about uh, Adrian Martinez moving on to Kansas State. Who could be Nebraska's next starting quarterback? Getting Casey Thompson out of the transfer portal. He's going to give you two other guys that could also compete for that starting quarterback job in the uh, upcoming 2022 season. And then we are going to talk a little bit about recruiting. Uh, and he's going to give you a couple guys from the 22 class that Nebraska thinks could step up and uh, and make some moves and get some playing time. He's going to talk a little bit about the landscape of Nebraska recruiting, trying to go from coast to coast, hitting Florida, Georgia, uh, and really getting into Texas. Um, and, and Brian mentions getting back out into California. He said California used to be uh, a big stronghold for Nebraska, and they're trying to get back out there. And uh, talks a little bit about Nebraska, like I said, uh, being nationwide recruiting. So uh, that was really good stuff from Brian. And uh, and then, you know, he talks a little bit about the 2021 season and, and going three and nine. But, I mean, eight of the nine games were by a, a, a single possession. And the one that wasn't was a nine-point loss to Ohio State. And, and just listen to his piece on that. And then, you know, we talk about the upcoming 2022 schedule and the opportunities that Nebraska has to get back to a, a bowl game, like he said, uh, seven to eight wins. And uh, and then, you know, hey, I just come out and straight up ask, Brian, is Scott Frost going to be the Nebraska head coach moving forward into the 2023 season? And uh, Brian gives a really solid answer there, and, and it seems like the Nebraska people um, really believe in Coach Frost. And, uh, and Brian, man, excellent episode. I, I absolutely enjoyed it. And um, – and guys, I'm not going to wait and make you wait any longer. I'm going to give it to you right here. So here we go. Hello, everyone. And I just wanted to give a quick rundown on the Anchor app and how I got my start with the Uptempo podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And when hosting on Anchor, You can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. 
It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back, everybody. And today we are joined by special guest, Brian Christofferson. He is a senior writer for Husker247.com. And he is here to talk about the Nebraska Cornhuskers football. And uh, Brian, how you doing today, man? Man, I can't complain. It's uh, it's like five degrees here, but oh uh, goodness, uh, I'm I'm inside though, and I'm gonna stay inside the whole day. <laughs> that is tough, man. Uh, uh, here in Mobile, Alabama, we are celebrating Mardi Gras, and uh, just just had a big Mardi Gras parade last night in downtown Mobile, and we are partying it up, and it is about 78 degrees here. So uh, we are we are having a blast with that. Uh, with all it's not, the, it's not very hospitable to a guest that's <laughs> in this space, but I, I want to continue. Man, um, Brian, could you uh, kicking things off? Could you talk a little bit about uh, your journey um, and how long you've been doing this for Nebraska football? Yeah, um, I'm a Nebraska boy. I grew up mm-hmm. in Omaha, and I went to. Uh, Everybody on the outside knows it as Nebraska, the Huskers. Mm-hmm. It's the University of Nebraska Lincoln is actually the technical uh, label for it. Um, that's where I attended college. And I've been in journalism since, I mean, since I was in college, so like 1999, 2000. Mm-hmm. And I worked at the Lincoln Journal Star newspaper uh, since 2004. I was a Husker football beat writer since 2007. And some wow. people who kind of know Nebraska football, We'll know that uh, 2007 was the last year of Bill Callahan, mm-hmm. um, and he got fired that year. So that was sort of a baptism by fire <laughs> for me, first year on the beat, dealing with that sort of situation. Um, but since then, I've, I've been really just blessed to do this job, you know. Uh, it's a game, and you got to have some fun with it. But people do take it very seriously around here, and uh, they follow it 365 days a year. There's mm-hmm. no let-up in uh care about Husker football and uh, I guess I was at the Journal Star the newspaper up until about oh I guess it was 2017 and then I moved to uh, 24-7 sports and I've been wow. doing the doing the work there since then and uh, loving it. Brian I've been doing this podcast thing for about two months man and uh, I uh, I cover a lot of Auburn Tiger stuff and uh, that is my yeah. That is my team, and uh, and I've just been blessed to have big guests on here, and, and I really appreciate you coming on today. And Man, kicking it off with the football talk, what I really wanted to get into and, and a, a question I want to ask you that it's kind of exciting to me um, is can you talk a little bit about the hire of Mark Whipple as the new offensive coordinator and uh, all, the, all the work that he's done with Kenny Pickett? It's got to be exciting. Yeah, you know what? There is a, you would be surprised for a team that went three and nine last year, and mm-hmm. I think it's fair to say has a coach that's uh, you know on the hot seat. We'll get to that later. But, yeah. Uh, there's there's a there's definitely sort of a, a hop in the step over there at the stadium about mm-hmm. uh, sort of the changes that have happened. Uh, Mark Whipple, as you mentioned, I mean he's sort of riding high right now. He had a great year with Kenny Pickett at Pitt. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been a very good quarterbacks coach throughout his career. He even goes back, you know, to the NFL. He was with 
Roethlisberger when he was first getting started with the Steelers and won his first Super Bowl. Mm. So this is one of those guys who's been everywhere, seen everything. If there's some coach you wonder about, he's probably either coached with him or he's like separated by only one degree from him. You know, <laughs> so he's got a story about everybody, and he's really interesting in the fact that um, I think he's like 64, 65 now. Mm-hmm. And if co- a few years ago, uh, he had kind of had a tough run as a head coach up in the Northeast, and mm-hmm. it was one of those points where you might wonder is this sort of the end of the road for this guy in his career. And he told us the story how he's walking out of that job with his, leaving with his wife, and his wife said, "You've got more to give. You've got more oh, in wow. you. You've got more to give to this game." And then he went to Pitt, and lo and behold, look at what they did last year. You know, so yeah. um, Nebraska basically doubled his salary, and mm. he uh, he's, he's going to make about nine hundred thousand dollars here. With, you know, he he's going to he's going to be the man that is. The, the lead voice of the offense. Scott Frost is letting go of the reins a bit mm. and really is trusting him. And that's why I think the hire makes a lot of sense because Scott no Frost doubt. had to give that job to somebody who's sort of a veteran hand who he could kind of say, this guy has a voice that's going to be respected in the locker room like a head coach's voice, mm-hmm. and I can leave something with him and walk out of this room and uh, know that we're in good hands with that. Um, and it's not, you know, just some guy who's still a little wet behind the ears or figuring it out sort of deal. So, um, yeah, that, that hire has people sort of cautiously optimistic. Mm-hmm. And then they have also hired uh, a few other offensive assistants. So probably the one who's really got people buzzing is Vicky Joseph. And those who follow, you know, the SEC close, you mm-hmm. know, Vicky at LSU and was, uh, you know, a wide receiver coach and part 100%. of that operation when, uh, you know, he's had some good receivers, Justin Jefferson, oh, yeah. Chase, Liz. Uh, and he's a Nebraska guy. He played here and has come back home, uh, you know, 25 to 30 years after his playing career ended. So he's a big tough recruiter and uh, he's sort of got people uh, fueled up too. So I guess you could say, you wouldn't think there'd be a lot of buzz about Husker football, but mm-hmm. people always care about it here um, as much as anyone. They really do. And um, right now they're sort of, uh, okay, you got another crack at this. You got a new staff. We're going to give you a shot We're, you know, with an open mind about things. That seems to be the fan base, the sort of gym thing. Brian, man, uh, you know, I'm a 90s kid. And I was born in 91. So when I was coming up, Nebraska was, uh, you know, they were the powerhouse. And and uh, I'm, I'm excited for Nebraska to get back. And uh, I, that's why I, I contacted you. And I was just super interested in the program, man. And piggybacking off of what I just asked you, um, with Adrian Martinez transferring to Kansas State, any idea who could be the starting quarterback for Nebraska next year? Yeah. Um, I mean, the favorite sort of to the public would be um, Casey Thompson. Mm. And Casey Thompson, they just got him out of the portal. Mm-hmm. He went to Texas, started last year, actually played quite well. He injured his thumb. I don't know if everybody knew this, but people might remember the Texas OU game was a it was one of their regular shootouts they were mm-hmm. having. And Casey Thompson had a great game. But he also 
uh, severely injured his hand in that game. And he played with that the rest of the year. It was a pretty bad injury. Mm -hmm. So sort of whatever you, you know, when you look back at his last season and evaluate it, kind of keep that in mind. But he's a guy who sort of waited his turn at Texas. You know, he was kind of the backup for like two or three years. And then, uh, you know, last year, even in the offseason, he didn't win the second job right away. But he they inserted him the second game and, mm -hmm. and he sort of off. So he's a he's a 23 year old quarterback who has the experience ed over everybody else. And he'll be the favorite uh, sort of presumed by the public. Now, that said, they also brought in Shubba Purdy, who uh, is the brother of Brock Purdy, who played at Iowa State. And oh, Shubba wow. was um, Iowa, or he was down at Florida State. Mm -hmm. And yeah, he really has had sort of injuries, uh, including a collarbone injury that got in the way while he was down there. So he's in his third year and has a lot of football left in him. So we're going to see what he got. And then there's another guy who started the last game for Nebraska named Logan Smothers, who's a, he's more of a runner. He's thought of that way. I think he wants to prove to others that that's uh, an incorrect label, but he's a, <laughs> he's a speed guy. He's got some wheels, but uh, you know, he can do it in the passing game. But those are probably your main three in the competition. But Casey Thompson, I think most people believe, was he's the guy sort of brought in from the portal to be that guy right away mm -hmm. and uh, the bridge to the future at the position. Man, that's good stuff right there, Brian. Um, and, and talking a little bit about the portal and, and moving to the recruiting side of it, man, could you talk about uh, a few newcomers um, – that, that from the 2022 class that we could uh, expect to see this coming up season? And and could you talk a little bit about the hot start in the 23 recruiting class? Yeah, I mean, Nebraska has an interesting recruiting situation because there's some good talent around here that's been developing in, like, the Omaha area. But, mm -hmm. you know, it's not like the southeast where it's just – Every, you know, everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, I do think this state is starting to produce more and more guys. Probably there's some guys that, frankly, uh, recruiting analysts like me and everybody sleep on sometimes. I think that happens in this state. Like, mm -hmm. there's some guys that probably get passed over a little bit too much. Um, but it is a place where you've got to be able to recruit nationally. So they've got it like basically, I mean, they, they hit Florida and Georgia pretty hard. Mm -hmm. uh, they hit Texas. They're hitting Texas again hard. They used to hit it uh, big time. Um, California used to be huge for Nebraska recruiting, not as much now. But my point being, basically from coast to coast, in any recruiting class, Nebraska is going to have like maybe 12 or 13 states that they've recruited from. So that's mm. that's a type of uh, deal you got going, and you kind of recruit to that history of the program. And I also think you try to tell recruits, um, look, this is a place where if you get this thing rolling, you will be a rock star. Mm -hmm. And you know is down in SEC country. I mean, if if you get it rolling, at a particular school that is a football school, uh, you're you don't have to buy a drink in that town for the next fifty. <laughs> rest of your life that's a and, fact. Uh, the same way it is here and especially with the nil stuff mm. uh, nebraska i think is well equipped uh and is sort of stocked up to compete 
um, in that sort of this changing landscape of college football and, and using NIL to its benefit because it is like the pro program in this state, you know, like no Nebraska football is basically like <laughs> what what are people around here. I mean, there are no NFL teams. Obviously, people Same watch here, like, like the Chiefs and the Vikings and mm-hmm. stuff, but not in the state's border. Uh, it's so anyway, the, the transfer portal, they were able to get some good guys. They got uh, Trey Palmer's a wide receiver. I would uh, keep in mind. He was at LSU with Mick Joseph and he returned Mick. I think he could play a lot. Uh, mm. Isaiah Garcia Neda is a guy not many people know about, but he's out of New Mexico State, and they think they stole him um, mm. as you know a big player. He they got him over Iowa State and Minnesota, and uh, you know they also sort of fixed special teams, and we can get into this too. But you know Nebraska lost all these bizarrely close games last oh, year, man. and part of it's like they didn't have, they didn't have a good kicking game or, or a reliable punter. And so they've tried to uh, fix that by bringing in a couple games. Yeah, Brian, talking about that, man, uh, what you guys went three and nine last year. And I think like all nine losses were by like eight points or less or something like that. I mean, yeah, it, it was, yeah. it was incredible, man. Like, I mean, could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> There were eight of the nine were decided by one score or less. And one of the game, the other one was Ohio State. And that was a nine-point game, which Nebraska was down six with the ball to Ohio State 10-yard line. You know, and if they they punch it in there, who knows what happened. Um, It was a team that uh, probably was more, if you look at all these, statistics and, and your metrics person was probably mm-hmm. more win kind of team, you know, like a seven or eight win. They really were. I mean, yeah. they were, they could go toe to toe with anybody. And yet somehow, some way, um, there would be a, a hole over here in this game that would show up a leak, you know, and something would come in at the, you know, get the basement floor all wet. You kind of cover that up. And then the next week something else happens and there's another hole in the wall, you know, it's sort of that deal where you can't, quite put your finger on it because something else keeps bringing it up. Um, here's the bizarre, most bizarre stat of all. Nebraska uh, was 1-8 in the Big Ten. Think about that, 1-8, mm. but actually outscored. Um, like if you put all their points together for the conference season, Nebraska scored more points than it gave up despite a 1-8 record because they flew out <laughs> Northwestern with like 50 points and then they lost – all the other games with it, it all added up to less than that. Oh. So uh, that's a, I mean, that's one of those stats. If you actually put your mind around it for a bit, you're like, does that, can that, how does that even happen? You know? So I do think it's one of those seasons um, that people even around the country by the end of it, were sort of like looking with like sort of a strange curiosity at like, how is what's going on there? Like it's some, you know, are they paying the price for all their success in the nineties right now? Or what is mm-hmm. the deal? Um, is, but you know, some, you gotta make your team believe you're going to win the close games and not just hoping you're going to win those close games. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of the challenge in front of the football right now, sort of bring back that mindset of something good is going to happen in the fourth quarter. Cause we've done it before and we're going to do it again. And they just don't have that to build on right now. So that's got to come from a special group of guys in the program 
this is we could be talking about any any program right now. Mm-hmm. Those those guys who sort of take the reins and the, there's a moment in the fourth quarter, you know, you know what it is when that there's always that part when the game's on the line, somebody's got to step up and make that play. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nebraska's got to find a few of those dudes who uh, who have the have the right answers when it's uh, winning time. Well, Brian, man. Um... You know, talking about all those close games, I'm looking at the the 2022 schedule, and you guys, you know, you miss out on Michigan, Michigan State, and Ohio State this year, and you know, you got you still got to play Oklahoma, and and you got Minnesota coming into y'all's place, Wisconsin coming in, and you go to Iowa. Uh, what is the ceiling for this football team, man, and the expectations for the 22 season? Well, I think people really think. You know, they, they got to at least get back to a winning football. I mean, mm-hmm. it's been since 2016 since this team's been in a bowl game, and that's mm. absurd. I mean, it's got to be a team that wins at least seven games. Mm. And the schedule is, um, on paper, uh, much more friendly this year. Last <laughs> that's year Because they got their crossovers in the Big Ten, which switch around. Um, they got Ohio State last year, Michigan State, and Michigan, and they went toe to toe with all three of those teams from the east side of the uh, bracket, but they, you know, end up losing. Uh, this year, it flips, and they do play at Michigan. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, the other crossover games are Rutgers and Indiana. Okay. So I mean, just think about that now. If you can, if you can take those other those two crossover games that flipped and make them yours mm-hmm. and win those games, you know, that's already a nice start towards sort of flipping what was. So I know some people sometimes say, Oh, you know, whatever's in front of you, take it on. And it, I, I agree with that mindset, mm-hmm. but um, I also look at schedules and realize that some teams, <laughs> there are breaks. Some teams get certain years that other teams don't. And mm-hmm. this would be a year where on when you look at it right now, you'd say, okay, that sets up for Nebraska to get off to a good start. But they've uh, they're playing a weird game right off the bat in week zero against Northwestern in Dublin, Ireland. Oh wow! I, yeah, I think it's kind of strange um, for a team right now. This has been set up for years, so that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, that's one of those games where you, you got to make sure you handle your business because if you fly all the way out to Dublin and, and you got to get on that plane coming back with a loss, yeah. you know, that, that could set a, a terrible tone for this season. So there is opportunity, though, uh, on this schedule. There's no mm-hmm. doubt. And, you know, even Oklahoma is a game that last year Nebraska lost by seven in Norman. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma's had those coaching changes and a roster remodeling, and, you know, who knows? Yeah, man, and, and with the Michigan game, you know, I mean, there's no Aiden Hutchinson this year. Uh, Harbaugh's had some uh, just circus show up there with the going to the NFL and, and coming back and all of a sudden getting an extension. I mean, I that was mind-blowing to me. I just – it was a crazy week. Um, so I, I think Nebraska, man. I think they could get back to the to the to the seven win, eight win mark, man. I think I think it sets up really nice. And Brian, the last thing I wanted to ask you, man, um, will Scott Frost be the head coach at Nebraska in into the 2023 season? You know what? I'm gonna I'll be the optimistic guy. I think so because okay. um, I think they're gonna have an okay season. But 
my answer is predicated on the thought that that's going to happen because mm-hmm. the, the truth is, you know, if they go five and seven or something, um, it's they, it'd be really hard pressed to, uh, you know, bring him back at this point mm-hmm. if it's a losing season. So, I mean, he's 15 and 29 right now, and uh, there's no question that at the end of last year, there was some talk about what is his future right now. Is he going to get extended or is he going to get an? at this and they actually reworked his contract where his buyout um, is now half of what it used to be mm-hmm. I think that's sort of what the understanding you know Frost is he's a sharp guy he knows what's at stake this year um, and that if, if this doesn't happen now it doesn't matter what your name it, it this is Nebraska football at some point you got to be in bowl games every year and you got to be in games at least every year mm-hmm. so yeah, the pressure's on. Uh, this is a make-or-break year. Um, the schedule sets up well for them. Um, the key for Nebraska, and I, I, I think uh, you know you follow Auburn close and programs like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I think sort of when you're in that middle ground area um, right now, or you're struggling, the key is you got to win those games that are like uh, like the uh, three or four foot putts. Up. You know, like yeah. you gotta beat, you gotta beat Rutgers, you mm-hmm. gotta beat Purdue, you gotta beat Illinois. It's those type of games for Nebraska, and you could name them off for Auburn or any program. Yep. Where when you're trying to build, yeah, you can take your shot at uh, Ohio State or Michigan, and that would be a, a big pelt to have on your wall. But honestly, your season success is going to come down when you're building to those those other games that not everyone in the country paying attention to that you just gotta have to help you get to that seven win mark you know mm-hmm. so that's what it's going to be for husker football for those who are sort of like casually paying attention to them when they see the scores on saturday the week to really like okay is it working for them is to see okay what was the score against Rutgers? did they win that game you know like yep. those kind of are what nebraska has to start changing <laughs> Well, Brian, man, uh, one thing I do really respect about Nebraska is how they've, uh, you know, just went about Coach Frost. And, and you know, a lot of people in, in today's college football, they just up and fire after, you know, a season or two. I mean, look at my Auburn Tigers. I mean, they were we were about to can Harson after one year, you know. And, and I really respect Nebraska for, for holding on and, and letting Coach Frost actually try to do his job and uh, and build things the right way there, and uh, you know I wish my Auburn Tigers would kind of step back and do the same, man. So um, Brian, man, I, I really appreciate you coming on, and and I enjoyed listening to uh, to your takes on on Nebraska football. And if you could, man, could you give my listeners uh, a way to find you on social media? Yeah, um, I, I'm on Twitter, um, uh, Husker twenty four seven BC. BC, so yeah, just Oscar twenty four seven BC. Okay. And, um, yeah, anybody wants, I always like talking football with people and different fan bases. It's one yep. of the beauties of the game, you know, is how you can connect with people all over the country and um, folks in Nebraska. You know, from the, the glory years here, you know, they they love college football as a whole. You no know, doubt. like the whole idea of it and the chase of it and teams across the country. What are they doing this given week? So. Uh, there, it's different here, I'm sure, than it is in SEC country in some way, but there's other ways where people be like, man, this is exactly the same. How yeah. people get fired up about this. 
Well, man, uh, Brian, I really hope I can get you back on closer to football season, man, and we can talk some uh, Nebraska football in the season maybe if you have time. How you feel about that? Yeah, let's do it. There's some bye weeks Nebraska has, so maybe we can catch up uh, like in the when they have a bye and how's it go. We can <laughs> do a little great, great uh, report card on them. Hey, that sounds like a plan, Brian. Uh, can't wait, man, and uh, and we'll talk soon. All right. All right. Thanks for having me. All right, Brian. Wow, everybody, that was Brian Christofferson from uh, Huskers247.com. What a great episode, really breaking it down for you and giving you everything that you need to expect from the 2022 Nebraska Cornhuskers football program. And uh, just really good stuff, man. Talked about recruiting and, and Scott Frost and the upcoming season and last season with all the close games. Um, just just really good stuff. And for all my SEC listeners, man, really dive into other programs across the country and, 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 uh, and follow these teams that I'm bringing on and the Ohio States, the Oregons, the Nebraskas, Iowa's, you know, so on Notre Dame, so on and so forth, man. Just just really dive in and, and don't watch just SEC football, man. Branch out and watch Big Ten, uh, Notre Dame football, Pac-12 football, and uh, I promise, man, it is, it is really good stuff. And I enjoy doing these podcasts with these episodes and, and bringing these guys on. It's, it's really neat to uh, dig into their program and ask them, some questions that uh, that I want to uh, get answered and and looking into the the upcoming season and hopefully we can get Brian back on like we said at the end of the episode come on and give a little report card grade of of um, you know Nebraska's bye week and getting back on and and uh, and see how they're doing in the 2022 season and uh, I you know I think that'd be really big to uh, to start on this show and and you know, get get guys on here to do uh, report card midterm grades, man. I think that would be huge. So, uh, shout out to Brian. If you if you don't follow him on Twitter or social media, or whatever, go follow him. Uh, he produces really good stuff about Nebraska. And uh, yeah, man, appreciate you coming on. Like I said, and to all my listeners, if you could go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever, leave a review, uh, written review. Appreciate you guys. If you want to support the podcast, the link is up on uh, Anchor. It's also up on uh, Spotify and Apple, so go check that out if you're interested. And I really appreciate you guys for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one. I'm out. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.